Well, we finally know who North Carolina's starting quarterback is going to be. It's Drake May. But don't you dare go asking Coach Brown why, or he will shut you down hard. Why so? I've got a theory. You are Locked on Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, it's Tuesday, August 23rd, 2022. Welcome into the Locked on Tar Heels podcast. I'm your host, Isaac Shade, and I want to thank you for making Locked on Tar Heels your first listen or your first watch every single day. We're the only daily North Carolina show out there, and boy, we'd love it if you would subscribe to the show. If you're watching on YouTube, smash the like button, leave some great comments as we talk about the football depth chart today because we want to make sure that you get information on your team every day. All right, so yes, here we go, diving right into it. Coach Brown had a press conference on Monday, the first, you know, we, we get this every Monday game week. Uh, it'll be Coach Brown and, and Coach Chiswick and Coach Longo, um, but really just want to focus on what we got from Coach Brown today because the, the major chunk of it was him giving us the entire depth chart including and and the thing that most people care about uh, uh, is that who it will be the starting quarterback so it was really interesting how he handled it um, kind of tipping his hand right out of the gate on how he wanted to present what what this kind of quarterback competition is and in fact did everything he could to not label it as such the way he went about that is he started by by explaining the depth chart, what they're doing, and then went uh, kind of person by or position by position, excuse me, starting with the defense. Went all the way through the defense, then went back and went to the offense, walked all the way through all the offensive positions, and finished with quarterback. He he didn't get to talking about this this quarterback competition battle which he doesn't want it to be until 11 minutes and 40 seconds into this press conference and then he just very simply said at the quarterback position drake will walk out there first that's a direct quote from the press conference that's exactly how he said it just very subtly no no you know no hoopla or anything like that but he went on to say a lot of things in this vein. This is a direct quote from the press conference, but he said a lot of things like this. We've got two really good quarterbacks. They, and and just talk things like that, where it was clear that the coaching staff very legitimately does feel comfortable with either Jake Drake May or Jacoby Criswell. That is true, has been true since January when kind of all this started. It's been true all spring, all fall, and is true today. And I would imagine it'll be true all season long. But basically, Drake has done enough to earn the week one nod. Um, after Coach Brown unpacked this, he was asked if there's a certain script for when Chriswell will come in. Uh, is it like, hey, Drake will run three series and then the fourth series Chriswell will come in? Or just kind of a feel thing for the coaches? And this is exactly Coach Brown's response. This is a quote. We're going to do whatever we need to do to win the game. We do not have a set 
for when somebody comes in and, and then kind of moved off of quarterbacks and went to talking about how they would handle that at other positions, how they would get linemen in, especially on the defensive side where it's hard to shuttle in, but really shifted focus away from what the rest of us outside of the program perceived to be this quarterback battle. Because everything after that, he just started shutting down any talk of a quarterback competition. Literally said this, like was asked a question and then said, I'm not getting into any quarterback competition. We just felt like Drake should walk out there first. Both of them did really well. There's just very little difference between the two. If one quarterback isn't moving the ball, we'll put the other one in. And then uh, the next reporter said, Mac, how did Jacoby take the news when you told him? And I found this very interesting. Mac Brown was not the one to tell Jacoby Criswell that Drake was going to be the starter. This happened in position room meetings. And so the assistant coaches told every position who, who was going to be the starters and, and things of that nature. And so Coach Brown said, in fact, the rest of the team doesn't even know yet who the starting quarterback is. They're finding out through this press conference just like everyone else is. Really interesting. And it goes to show, again, he's trying to tamp down any talk of this being a thing. He wants people to know the quarterback position is just one of 11 positions on the offensive side of the football. And basically, we're, again, going to put in whoever gives us the best chance to win. But then, Coach Brown keeps getting pushed on this. A reporter asked, when did you guys make the decision? And he... Coach Brown cuts him off and says, I'm not getting into any of that. Like visibly and audibly frustrated at the at this question, this line of questioning. He says, because if I do, then I've got to go through 44 when we made the decisions, referring to all the other positions, and that's a waste of time. None of that matters. All of that is a direct quote I pulled straight from the press conference. The same reporter keeps trying to figure it out. I'm not going to say who it was because, uh, I mean, it's good, uh, good reporting to keep pushing to, to find out what you can do, but basically push to ask what Drake has done in fall camp um, that, that earned him this job. And coach once again shuts it down. And then the third ask from the same reporter, um, basically if the two have pushed each other, Drake May and Jacoby Criswell. And, and Coach Brown answered that one with, with a little more information, but still is just like, I'm shutting all of this down. Now, I give you all that in background to say this. Here is my theory for what Coach Brown is trying to accomplish through the way he's presenting this, through the things he is saying, through the things he's not saying. Mac Brown is not dumb. He's been around the block many times, both in his current position, in media, so he knows what the media is trying to do and, and needs to do to write their stories and things of that nature. Mac Brown knows what people do. They pick and claw and nip and tuck and find everything they can to try to separate and tear apart um, what sounds like it is a very close quarterback room. So Mac Brown, in my opinion, what he's working on is doing everything he can to keep Jacoby Criswell and to keep Drake May as united as he possibly can. He is protecting his team. He's protecting his players. 
the less he gives to the media and outside the program, the less there is for people like me to talk about, the less there is for people that are writing articles to talk about. And what does that accomplish? Well, anytime we start trying to do this, we unintentionally pit these young men against each other, forgetting that they're human beings, right? A lot of times people just think about, oh, this is a quarterback position. When we forget the the emotion and the vulnerability that goes into it from these two young men, and I, and I get it, they're at high level positions at a high level D1 major school. And so that comes with the territory. But Coach Brown is trying to stop division and divisiveness from coming into his locker room by keeping these young men together. One of the ways he can do that is to say this is not a competition. We have two extremely talented young men, both of whom can help us win football games. It's just that right now, we think Drake May can do that a little better than Jacoby Criswell. So the door was certainly left open. Criswell's going to play. But I don't think it's going to be like a short leash. I don't think it's like Drake May throws a pick on the first um, series and he's pulled. Like he's going to get his chance and his opportunity. My gut is that this, since Drake has been named the starter, it's his job to lose. If he goes out there and kills it, he's not going to come out unless it's a blowout or something. But just we just need to leave it here because this is where Coach Brown left it. He once again reiterated this and bottom line to this whole quarterback conversation I'm going to call it a conversation, not a competition, because that's what he's ultimately saying is this. The only big emphasis, he said, the only thing that matters is who we think right now gives us the best chance to win. Nothing else is important. And Once again, that's a direct quote from, direct quote from the head coach of the North Carolina Tar Heels. Mac Brown wants to win football games, and that's all he cares about. Well, we are going to look more in depth at both sides of the football, the offensive depth chart, the defensive depth chart. I'll just walk you quickly through it, make a couple observations, and that'll be today's show. Before we get to that, let me tell you about Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. There's also reviews and news from every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports podcasts, all your sports wagering information from live in-game betting to scores and everything else. They've got you covered. So head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today. BetOnline, where the game starts. Okay, so we're going to turn our attention first to the offensive depth chart, go in the reverse order of Coach Brown, but let me just give you a couple things you need to be aware of as we talk about the depth chart. Um, Coach Brown told the media he was saying exactly what the players heard, so anything that we were told is exactly what the players heard in their positional meetings when they learned about this. One of the things the team has been working to establish is a, rather than just saying, here are our 11 offensive starters and 11 defensive starters. Here are our blue team players. Why? Because Mac Brown has been saying for a long time now, the goal is to develop enough depth where you're literally too deep at every position. And so rather than say, we've got our starters and our backups, he's saying, here is our blue team. And the blue team is any player that the coaching staff feels like could go in 
at any point in time, no questions asked, no drop off in talent or skill set or knowledge of scheme or anything like that. Um, either could be the starter. In fact, he, he said it this way. The one that walks out first, it really doesn't matter. It is just not an issue for us because they've earned the right and we've finally got some depth. So Coach Brown is saying, if we've got two guys at a position who we both who we think both are blue team level, they're both going to be there. You might see one start one game, another start another game, but it doesn't matter. Now, obviously, when you get inside the psyche of a teenager or young 20-year-old, Tell that to one of the kids who's not a starter that it doesn't matter who walks out first because a lot of a lot of kids struggle with that. Not everyone is mature enough to handle like ah, I'm not a starter, but I'm gonna play it right. Like um, and so that that is great in theory, but we'll see how it plays out. So the goal is to get too deep everywhere, 22 players on both sides of the ball on that blue team. So let's start on offense with. The offensive line. Very similar um, lineup to what we talked about uh, a couple weeks ago when I previewed the offensive line with one uh, pretty noticeable, notable addition to this group. So at left tackle, just one blue player listed, and that's Awesome Roger, uh, excuse me, Richards, um, who's the kind of um, lone returner that started a lot last year. We'll obviously have Brian Anderson and, and William Barnes as, as returners, but Richards, the one mainstay from last year who started um, throughout the season. At left guard, uh, another position with one um, blue team player, that's Ed Monolis, who Coach talked very highly of in his press conference, really excited with what he's done. At center, as we predicted a couple weeks ago, you have two blue team players, both in Miami transfer Corey Gaynor, as well as Brian Anderson, who we know has been in the Carolina system for a long time, has struggled with some injuries. But both of these guys are blue team players. At right guard, William Barnes. Coach Brown talked about how excited they are with what he's done. And then the addition that we hadn't previously talked about is Jonathan Adorno who has really risen and is going to be one of those blue team members. And then at right tackle, it's Harvard transfer Spencer Rolland who comes in. Um, and, you know, we've got we've got some other promising freshmen there, but with injuries and stuff, just we'll, we'll, we'll get there. It's going to happen. Uh, just, just wait. So these are the blue team guys right now, seven blue team guys on the offensive line. Uh, blue team tight end, this is really interesting to me. All three of the tight ends are listed as blue team players. So that's Kamari Morales, Bryson Nesbitt, and John Copenhaver. All three of those guys. In fact, on the depth chart that Carolina released, um, it's got it listed as Morales, Copenhaver, Nesbitt. Now, I don't know if we read anything into that or not since they're all blue team players, but that was the order they're on on the depth chart. Which, by the way, I should say, I haven't said this yet, I'm drawing... Uh, on our show today, both from Coach Brown's press conference on Monday and from the uh, game notes that Carolina released to us on Monday and that has a depth chart in it for 2022. So all three tight ends in there, Coach Brown talked about, we're going to have some two tight end sets. We're probably going to have some three tight end sets. And so we just need to be aware of that reality. Also, don't forget that there is uh, possibilities that we'll see Bryson Nesbitt flex out the wide receiver, although Coach didn't specifically talk about that at his press conference. Moving then to running back where, um, as we assumed, uh, coach confirmed that British Brooks would have been 
RB1, the, the blue team running back, first one out there. Um, but with him uh, out of the mix, injured, unfortunately, for the season, DJ Jones is the one who rises to the top of the depth chart and will be the first one to walk out on the field at running back on Saturday against Florida A&M. Excuse me. So he is your blue team running back. The only one that coach specified as blue team. However, he seemed to imply that both Marion Hampton and George Petaway, the true freshman, um, not are, are, he said they will both play Saturday. We just got to figure out what that is, what that looks like. But he seemed to imply that he wasn't necessarily giving them blue team status yet, but that they are very quickly working their way there. And so, um, but DJ was the only one he specifically listed as a blue team player. And so we'll have to see where Elijah Green, where Caleb Hood, factor into that mix as well. At wide receiver, here's something I want to point out that's interesting, a little bit different from last year. The three uh, blue team starters he named are obviously Josh Downs, J.J. Jones, and Gavin Blackwell, which is a name I had not discussed much when we talked about wide receivers. I, I said his name, but just more in passing. Right now, he is your blue team starting wide receiver along with Josh Downs, and J.J. Jones. Obviously, a little bit of some injury attrition there, <clears throat> excuse me, unfortunately. And so that's what we see. Now, Justin Olsen, who started the majority of the season last year, is listed with the blue team, but is not going to be one of the first three out on Saturday, as far as what Coach Brown said in his press conference. And so, um, but uh, Justin Olsen, along with Kobe Pesor, is uh, are both listed as blue team players. And then freshman Andre Green, who everyone's talking about a lot, a lot. Uh, coach talked about him very similarly to Hampton and Petaway, where he didn't necessarily specify that he was a blue team player, but did say they're planning on getting him snaps uh, and plays on Saturday against Florida A&M. And I wouldn't be surprised if he gets the designation of blue team at some point this season as things go on. He's just too talented, too gifted, too sculpted of a body to keep off the field. And so <clears throat> if you title uh, total up all those blue team players, uh, you get 16 of them, up to 19 if you include Petaway and Hampton and Green. Um, but, you know, we're in that 16 to 19 range. You're looking to get to 22, and so you got a great start on that. I wouldn't be surprised to see several of these freshmen uh, rise in the mix, like Zach Rice on the, on the offensive line. There was Spencer Rolland. I wouldn't be surprised to see his name on blue team at some point this season. So now before we turn our attention to the defensive depth chart, I do want to remind you that the ultimate college football preview is here. Seven episode preview with college experts, local team experts, and Odyssey College Football Insiders. It's everything you need to be ready for the college football season in one-stop shopping. Search for the Ultimate College Football Preview on your Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get podcasts. Okay, so the defensive side of the football. Let's just uh, make sure we're all up to date. We've got a new defensive coordinator in Gene Chizik, and so we got to make sure we know the scheme, what we're looking at, all that. If you listened to yesterday's show, Monday's show, where I previewed linebackers, you heard me talk a little bit about that. Um, just to start setting it up, but let me let me just unpack it for you again. So Coach Chiswick will bring a 4-2-5 look. So four linemen, two linebackers, and five in the secondary, uh, kind of at all times. That is the base package. And so 
we'll break what we'll break down what each of those position groups specifically has as we go through the depth chart here. And again, we're looking for 22 total blue team players. <clears throat> so let's start on the line and then we'll work our way back. Um, as for linemen, we've got the nose tackle um, right there. We've got two on the blue team here, two deep. Love that. Ray Vahasek, uh, man, I think he, along with Seb Gray, they're just the dudes, right, that you just really want um, to, to, to bring it home, to be the anchors for your team. Uh, so Vahasek, along with Kevin Hester Jr., are your two guys on the blue team at nose. At three technique, you've got two more there, two more guys there. That's Miles Murphy, Javari Ritzy. Uh, both these guys are going to play a ton of snaps. Can't wait to see them keep each other fresh, checking in and out. At power end, so remember we talked about this yesterday. If you didn't watch it again, you need to go back. Last year, um, both Des Evans and Cayman Rucker were listed as linebackers in the different scheme. However, now that we get um, back into Coach Chiswick's scheme, it is more just typical where they're both listed as these power end edge kind of guys that just go get the quarterback, <laughs> go get the football. Um, and so we have both Evans and Rucker there listed on the blue team at power end. And then the Jack, which is kind of your combination edge guy with some linebacker tendencies. You've got the Virginia transfer Noah Taylor along with Chris Collins, who are your two blue team players there. So you're too deep all across the defensive line. So you'd love to see eight guys on the blue team there. Linebacking core. Remember, it's 4-2-5, so we've got two linebackers. Carolina has three listed on the blue team right now. The first two out are going to be Power Eccles and Sed Gray, backed up by Rara Dilworth, who's going to get some, some time as well. Remember, we, we talked yesterday. Rara Dilworth is crazy fast. He's going to be on the field. He's going to get snaps. And so you've got Power Eccles starting at the mic with Sed Gray starting at the will, the weak side with the mic being the middle. Um, and also remember um, on, on yesterday's show, we talked about five linebackers that were in the mix, these three guys that are on the blue team, plus the true freshmen in Sebastian Cheeks and Deuce Caldwell. Now, as we talked about getting too deep, I said that probably one of those freshmen is going to get filtered out when we see the depth chart, and that's exactly what happened. Now, we have Sebastian Cheeks still in the mix as part of the white team currently, but Coach Brown said he's working towards blue team status. And then Deuce Caldwell wasn't mentioned, but obviously he's going to have his day in the sun at Carolina as well. So that then is three linebackers on the blue team along with the eight defensive linemen we've already named. And then we move to the secondary where, again, we have five players now in the defensive scheme. So we've got two, uh, two corners, two safeties, and a star. And the star is basically a nickelback that's in at all times. And so that's what you're looking at there. Let's start with cornerback, where you've got three players currently on the blue team. And that's Tony Grimes, as you would expect, Storm Duck, and Dante Balfour. Now, you notice that Legend Cavazos' name is not mentioned here. And that's basically, in fact, Coach Brown was asked about this. Why is Cavazos not on there? Is that injury? And that's, that's the only reason we're not seeing him on the depth chart. Coach Brown said that he had missed 10 practices in a row with injury. And so just waiting on him to get back in. But at that point, we expect Cavazos to move into that blue team status as well at the cornerback position. As for the safeties, three safeties listed on the blue team is Geo Biggers, 
Cam Kelly and Don Chapman. So all three of those guys, you're going to see Gio and Cam, uh, Biggers and Kelly as the first two guys out to play safety. Um, Gio at boundary safety and Cam Kelly at field safety. And then um, on, at the star position, it's DeAndre Boykins and currently Storm Duck are the two listed there. Obviously, we've already talked about Storm, <clears throat> but likely what's going to happen in my estimation, is that when Cavazos is back and healthy, Storm Duck comes and slides into the starter at the star position so that you get your three most talented cornerbacks on the field all the time. Storm Duck, Tony Grimes, and Legend Cavazos. But we're going to see how that shakes out. So currently, the defense, as Coach Brown listed it at least in his press conference, has 18 on the blue team. 18 out of 22, you're right where you want to be. That's not including Cavazos or even Sebastian Cheeks rising up towards blue team status. And so you're, you're inching your way there. And so you love, love, love to see this, all this depth that the Tar Heels are providing uh, and, and developing. And not just depth, but very talented depth. But once again, it's young. It's young depth. So it's going to take some time. It's going to take some patience. But man, you just love to see the talent all across the board at all these different positions. All right, we're inching ever closer to game day on Saturday, but just want to go ahead and give you this depth chart primer on Tuesday's show to really get you excited and going. Coming up on tomorrow's episode of Locked on Tar Heels, Coach Pat Kilby and I finish off the scholarship side of the summer roster preview series for the men's basketball team with the man, Leaky Black. Can't wait for that conversation. Thanks again for making Locked on Tar Heels your first watch or listen today. If you haven't already, please subscribe, smash the like button, and leave some comments on your thoughts on the depth chart on Drake May versus Jacoby Criswell. Would love to hear your thoughts there. You can follow the show on Twitter at Locked on Heels, and you can follow me at Isaac Shade. Get more on the ACC by making Locked on ACC your second listen of the day. Host Candace Cooper and the local experts of Locked On take you around the conference in 30 minutes, five days a week. Hope it's a great rest of your Tuesday for you or whenever you're watching this. Can't wait to talk again tomorrow. But for now, let me remind you that it's always a great day to be a target. Until tomorrow, peace! <laughs>